This week's podcast brought to you by Stuffed Steve. Most nights I uh, I uh, climb up to the top bunk uh, with our uh, seventh grader and play a few songs on a, on a playlist. And we do the quirtle together as she uh, attempts unsuccessfully to fall asleep. But uh, after I got COVID, of course, I wasn't doing that. And then when I was over COVID and testing negative i was i was doing it from the bottom bunk because she was still a little leery and so the other night i did say to her um do you still want me on uh, the bottom bunk or should i should i come up there to do the quirtle because we've been passing the phone back and forth like gilligan and the skipper and uh and she said uh stay down there i i know you're i know you're testing negative but you're still shedding Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. I've been finding little sticks and wrappers around the house. You've got a new habit of uh, sucking on dum-dums. Why does it have to be a habit? Why can't I just, we have this, I don't know how they got there. We have this giant bag of dum-dums in our pantry. And I saw it the other day and um, and I enjoy the flavor of the dum-dum. And they're so small that it you can't just have one. So you have like two or three at a time. Like I would say a serving size for a dum-dum. I, I haven't looked at the package, so I don't know this, but. My guess would be a serving size for a dum-dum would be four dum-dums. That, that was the original name of this podcast, The Giant Bag of Dum-dums, <laughs> by the way. But the reason I bring it up, not just because you've been looking like uh, Telly Savalas and Kojak lately. Can I, can't I just enjoy my dum-dums without you like you critiquing? Yesterday you said to me, I've noticed your Telly Savalas habit. Your Kojak, your Kojak yeah. habit. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was You're happy of saying to people, who loves you, baby? Yeah. <laughs> the reason I bring it up is I found a, uh, a bevy of dum-dums in my cup holder today after you drove my car yesterday. And I, I laughed because you've been having uh, this uh, dum-dum uh, addiction lately. And Addiction? Now well, it's an addiction? Okay. Your dum-dum habit. What did you use? First it was a habit and now it's an addiction. It's a dum-dum fetish. And, <laughs> to uh, a fetish. And so so <laughs> I, I, I just typed into the notes mode on my phone. I, I Every once in a while, maybe once every fourth week, I make a note for podcast purposes. Mm-hmm. And I typed into my phone a, a dum-dum and cup holder. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at it again, uh, as we're setting up for this podcast, I see it had been autocorrected to dim sum in cup holder. That would be much more troublesome it, to clean. It would have been, but would have been, that would have been a, a, a nice surprise, finding finding a, like pot stickers in my cup holder. So my, my habit slash addiction slash fetish, just so people can understand, is that in the last week, maybe three of those days, I've had a couple of dum-dums. And yesterday I did borrow your car and I was driving our youngest uh, to her basketball game. And I thought she and I would both enjoy 
some dum-dums. And so I, that's why I, I brought them. And we did. We both had two dum-dums on the way to the game. Um, but more importantly, every, all of the dum-dum wrappers and dum-dum sticks after we had enjoyed the dum-dums were brought inside and thrown away. We just left. I, th- I thought it was kind of a nice gesture to leave a couple of dum-dums in your car, especially because she talks how, about how, I mean, your car, there's no gum, there's no wipes, there's no Kleenex, there's no napkins, she there's said, no anything. I thought it'd be nice if a kid got in and wanted a little something sweet. Oh, there's a dum-dum. I'm going to become my father and bar any eating or drinking or food in my car. Yeah. But, uh, but yes, I'm, I'm enjoying my dum-dums. The other big news of the week was um, we were we were going to record this podcast yesterday, but uh, our older dog took ill with some kind of a shaking out of sorts. Uh, People remember, I think we talked last last year, year on the podcast about how Christmas night I drove our dog. I had to drive her to the emergency vet, which was close to two hours away because she had ingested something she shouldn't. She had to have multiple surgeries. Well, well, she was well, in the well, ER for almost two weeks. Well, I think we, so well, this is well, the same right. dog. Let's remind them, ingesting something she shouldn't have. She ate the pom-pom off a winter hat, a New York yes. Giants hat. Yes, because um, I had accidentally left our son's no, no bedroom. No, no that's, that's how it happened. I left our son's bedroom door open and she got the no, hat because and ate it, the pom-pom. If you hadn't left the door open, she would have eaten something else. I know, but it's like saying it's it's a toddler's fault for- you know, hitting their head on a corner instead of it's the adult's fault for not childproofing the corner. It's, it's, it was it's, my fault that she it, got the pump. It's nobody's fault. It's it's. No, I I am at fault, and I'm saying does. I am at fault. Anyway, that's not the point. What is the point? I don't know. Oh, so you she were ate, she ate some. She ate she ate the stuffing out of a dog bed. She did. And uh, this one, I don't necessarily take the blame for. This one's her fault. <laughs> well, we we don't we I mean, we we just found the stuffing from the bed. Few days ago, but she wasn't showing any ill effects. We don't we know that she don't know that she ate it. We knew that she'd gotten into it. So it turns out she probably did. So we took her to the vet yesterday, and um, we were there for a few hours, at least a dozen dum dums. I would say I didn't bring any dum dums. I wasn't eating dum dums in the vet. That wouldn't be a good look. And they were great. The vet was. They were. They were they great. Were, they, they were we, good, we yeah. saw a, a almost central casting um, a TV sitcom. Or, or if you were casting a commercial set in a in a vet's waiting room, this is what you would have cast. It was too perfect. A lady came in with her beautiful husky. Um, another a couple it may, came in. It may be the prettiest dog I've yeah, ever seen. That husky. It was spectacular. I mean, we have this kind of ordinary-looking, generic dog, wouldn't you say? She's a mixed breed. She's a mixed breed yeah. of a yellow lab and a greyhound. Everybody and just. A rescue dog. She's yeah. every other dog in there. Look, there was there was a there was a, a look bulldog. To them. Yeah, there was a husky. There was what I can only describe as a super snuffleupagus like uh, right dog that that I'm still not convinced wasn't two people in a dog suit. <laughs> giant dog, right. and with with owners who kind of were a match set of luggage with the dog. Absolutely, and and uh, it was it was incredible. And the staff were super helpful, and we were informed in advance that that the nurse who would be taking care of Jesse was uh, was uh, eager to meet you. And it uh, turns out she had done a report on you in fourth grade, 
had attended a Connecticut Sun game. When, when she was in fourth grade. When she was yeah. in fourth grade. It was a Sun game that I played in. That you played yeah, in, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and that was, that was uh, reassuring that she was in, in yeah, good hands. Yeah, she said she would take good care of the dog. And, and, and I, I think we talked about this last year when I brought the, the, the dog in on Christmas, that I didn't wake anybody up. I just brought her. And this time, I would have gone solo except that I really believed and thought that we were going to have to put her down because she has so little intestines left after the last surgery that if something was in there, anyway, my, my, my brain was in dark places. I was not in a good spot. And so I so appreciated the fact that you brought me there. If, if I thought it was just going to be, you know, wait a couple hours and then, you know, and hopefully we, we still don't have the resolution of this, but it, it, the doctor was hopeful the last time I spoke with her. So that was hopeful. Um, anyway, it was <laughs> this, this, oh. this stupid dog who I love so much just needs to stop ingesting things. And when we were there, one of the women said to me, oh, do you, does she have a basket muzzle? I said, I've never heard of a basket muzzle. What the heck is a basket muzzle? And she said, oh, it's a muzzle, but it's like a basket. So kind of like greyhounds wear, she said, so the dog can still open their mouths. They can still drink water. They can still do this and that, but they don't get into stuff. I said, after all of these visits to the hospital, how is this the first time I'm hearing of a basket muzzle? So anyway, you've been asking me recently what I want for Christmas. I want two basket muzzles. I want one for the dog and one for whichever person in the house. Um, I want to still be allowed to open their mouth, just not too wide. <laughs> basket muzzle is also how like 2003 era Snoop Dogg said basketball. Um, I was also equally... Um, Kind of uh, uh, traumatized and and um, on pins and needles yesterday, but I was also quite hungry after a few hours at the ER. So I, you kindly place an order at Five Guys on on your app, which is just down the street, just down the street. And uh, I went to pick it up, not at rush hour, and so there's just the one bag at the takeout area. And as I walked back there. The young person who was manning the counter said, "Is this really for her?" And it, it said Rebecca Lobo on the tag. And I said, "I said it is." Are you disappointed that she's not picking it up? And uh, the Five Guys person said, "Yes, I am." <laughs> and I laughed. Um, and um, so while I was at the counter. Uh, I, I FaceTimed you. Which I assumed was a butt dial because you never FaceTime me. You'll call me or you'll text me, but you never FaceTime. But I'm sitting in the in the little separate room at the vet's office um, waiting for them to come in but, and give me the update. And so I, I answered. I, I made you say hello to the five guys staffs just so that- uh, Took my mask down. Took your, uh, take the mask down, verify, you know, like proof of life and- um, uh, and I think they felt slightly less less disappointed because it, it was 20 minutes between placing the order and my arrival during which anticipation had built up. Impl well, right after you left to go pick it up, I got a notification, order completed. Thanks for picking up your order. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, some one of the high school kids we just saw leave the high school right. parking lot uh, just went down and snagged snagged your burger but uh but that wasn't the case that burger was unsnagged it was just the uh the the very familiar look of of abject 
disappointment when I walked in that that amused me. Well, in the last week, um, I've traveled. I traveled to Maryland to do the Yukon game at Maryland. Took an early morning flight on Southwest Airlines, um, which we all love to fly. And uh, and I what, found what is that, it, a, that and some kind of unpaid endorsement. Or what's is that? that? No, because I'm being facetious, and, okay. and so okay. I'm. I'm in. We should group. just say that Dum Dums, uh, Five Guys, and Southwest. None of these are. None of these are paid endorsements. Or they're just. They're just. No, they're just, uh, they're just uh, mentioning things, things like that. Yeah, they're not product placement. No, they're not. Although Dum Dums should. Sign no, no, you don't. You don't a, want people. Dum Dum deal. We have a big bag of Dum Dums, as you've previously said. It's it's not a lifetime supply, but it's. It's it's a long time. People shouldn't send you dum dums. They shouldn't send me dum dums. Yeah. That's true. We have plenty of dum dums, even though a serving size is four. So I'm um, I'm in boarding group A, and you know you stand you wait like you know and what do they call it like the cattle line or whatever corral I think the corral right. yes and uh, and but before you board they pre board of course and they pre board people with young children and then they pre board uh, people in wheelchairs. People, it's now time to board people in wheelchairs. And I do not kid you when I tell you that 10, 10 people, ambulatory, stood up from their seats and walked over, scanned their boarding pass, and walked down the jetway. One, the 11th, one um, went over, she walked over. Um, but she had been in a wheelchair, kind of walked over. They put her in the wheelchair and, and the guy, the flight attendant or the gate, um, the gate agent wheeled her down. So I'm just curious what constitutes a person in a wheelchair. Only one of them was actually in a wheelchair and 10 of the 11 walked themselves down. So does that, does that count? Like isn't it? Doesn't a person in a wheelchair? In a wheelchair? Well, I'm just I, curious. I think I think a person not in a wheelchair is not a person in a wheelchair. Well, yeah. Right? I mean, and then. I mean, I was at the Tampa airport a few years ago. I think you may have been. We may have been together when they made the announcement that well, the person who left their crutches right. at the security gate return. Right. To pick them up, and I assume that was just some weird ruse to get into a shorter line. I don't know. Right. It seems seems uh, more trouble than it's worth. But yeah. unless there was some miraculous, um, uh, you know, hands-on healing by TSA, right. that person just left, possibly left Tampa without their crutches. Yeah. And and then when we landed in Bal, and and, and the, the people who got on first. You know, sat in the front. I don't go to the front. I go back to where the um, emergency row is because that's just I, I more care about legroom than anything else. And uh, and when we landed in Baltimore, those people um, got off, walked, and uh, and I didn't see them then when I got to the the top of the jetway. You would make a waiting great, and or sitting in wheelchairs. You would make a great uh, insurance investigator. <laughs> I just, I just like it was. Uh, I mean, who cares? Although it was just like people in wheelchairs, but none of them are in wheelchairs. It's like it's like if they said, "All right, people with small children," and then people just got on. 
with no small with no small children. We, we've talked about that though. We never had small children. Right, right. People but, with but, young children who may be large. People with but but the, if you're quantifying right. it that way sure. in wheelchairs with children, you would think that they should at least have to be in a wheelchair or with a child. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Just just to uh, quickly return to uh, our dog, the veterinarian, and. Uh, Eating the stuff out of out of the dog bed. Uh, our son, who loves our dog more than um, anything, did say last night that uh, if if she has to be stuffed, they've got a head start because she's got stuffing in her. Which I thought was way too soon. You didn't tell me he said that until this morning. Way too soon. I I I, I it, told him about the uh, the uh, her her life is still in danger. Well, you're kind of uh, uh, spoiling it now, but um, sorry. No, what am I spoiling? No, I mean, I, I had given him the the as I gave all the kids the obviously optimistic outlook that the vet gave us, and I remain gung ho and optimistic. So he said it in that light, not not saying it in the light that you know her her life was hanging in the balance because, as far as I was concerned, it wasn't, and as far as the kids have have been told it isn't and uh but anyway just glossing over that that led to a discussion i with, approved of this discussion you i think you instigated this discussion which was uh why don't we taxidermy dad and stuff when it's his time it's his time this, this became this 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 uh this post mortem me became known as stuffed Steve. This was our conversation over breakfast this morning, and and our twelve year old was was enjoying it as well. And where would we put stuffed Steve? This wasn't my favorite part, though. You wanted to say what my favorite part your favorite was part was Steve. your favorite part of stuffed Steve was you would um, you would uh, create a, a little button with a push a button with that and it would like a Mattel toy it would say a series of phrases but well, not, favorite, but not phrases that you would actually say like the opposite of what you would say this would be like the most optimistic version of Steve we could imagine this stuffed Steve so like you'd. You'd press the button and instead of him saying, man, I spent six hours in the car today with all the round, different round trips I had to make to school, he, the stuffed Steve would say, um, I really enjoyed my time alone in the car today. I'm listening to a great podcast or I really enjoyed my drives today. I'm, I've got a great book on tape I'm listening to. I don't even know what they're called, books on tape, but we were coming up with all of the anti-actual Steve Russian things that <laughs> stuffed Steve would say. <laughs> When you push the button, I suppose this is slightly more morose and inappropriate than no, our the, son the, the said only, last the only, night. The only difference between, uh, I mean, stuff Steve would be inanimate, just like actual Steve, but he would be saying pleasant things. That's what you're he, suggesting. He would be a bright, cheery, sunny Steve. <laughs> so anyway, um, do other people do this? The, the misfortune. Like, do you think there's the, anybody the, the, anywhere else? Because we've talked about how, of course, you know, you're gonna. You're, 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 what was it on a, on a miniature golf course that that's where your your funeral or your wake was going to be? We've we've gone through all of the ridiculous things that were going to happen in terms of your your wake and your funeral, and now we have the post mortem stuff, Steve. Like, do other people have these conversations with their family like, and find and find it 
to be as funny as we do. Like it's it's really quite. Um, well, I think I think uh, I don't know what the I word think is. One of the great uh, <laughs> joys of stuff, Steve, is the alliteration. Is uh, yes, true, is, very true. Well, hopefully our dog is okay. And hopefully we are, okay. and hopefully you're stuffing and uh, and uh, what's the other word? Um, taxidermy. And your taxidermying don't happen for many many no. years. Well, I was hoping that stuffed Steve could exist coexist with with oh, unstuffed with Steve. Steve. Oh, that's true. It wouldn't actually have to be you. It could be a it could be a dummy stuff. Why don't we just? Oh, that should be their, your Christmas present. Or I could give it to the kids. We get a a dummy Steve, and we rig it up. Where like when when you're when you're not being your most positive cheerful self, we could push his button and he could uh, he could say wonderful things. You guys can coexist. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we get to viewer mail, Rebecca? Yeah, let's get to viewer mail. Big bad look, throw our lure, reel us in with your viewer mail. Our first viewer mail comes from uh, signed Jerry with a G, two R's and a Y, short for Geraldine. You got it, Rebecca? G-E-R-R-Y. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jerry with G, two R's and a Y writes, good morning, Rebecca and Steve. She writes to ballandchainpod at gmail.com. Ballandchainpod at gmail.com. And Jerry writes, uh, one, just wanted to get a quick note to Rebecca regarding jury duty. So this is Jerry on jury duty. Mm. I was scheduled for jury duty last week and thankfully mine was also canceled. You will become eligible to be called again after September 1st, 2023. Oh, I get a full year. I was worried it would only be six months. The court calendar goes from September 1st to August 31st. So your quote duty for this year has been served. I, like you, seem to get picked every time I'm eligible. So September 1st, 2023. Jerry, thank you. I appreciate knowing that. I think I think she considers it her Jerry duty. Ah. Two, you asked for listeners to tell you how we learned of your podcast. I heard about it a couple of years ago from two of my sisters who said they listened on their morning walks, often laughing out loud. You think they'll approve of stuff to Steve, Rebecca? <laughs> no, I, I hope so. I hope I hope people take that in the spirit with which we 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 offer it. Now I too listen on my, well, that doesn't include me. Now I too listen on my morning walk and also frequently laugh out loud. A great way to start the day. I spent the last year becoming a completionist graduate. Is there a diploma, a commencement ceremony? No, there should be a, a, a like certificate of participation, I a think. A patch. A patch. Like, you know, like kids would like get an when embroidered they would, patch. would go to the next level when they were taking ice skating A lessons. merit badge? Yeah, or like a, yeah, like a Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. Yeah. Get uh Producer Denny Gallagher on working that. on on uh, completions. We would have to have a special one made for Mark Simon, the uh, the completionist, uh, the coiner of completionism. Uh, Three, that's, maybe that's what it would say. Perhaps three. You mentioned bringing Denny with one end back for an update. I would love to hear more from him. I really enjoyed the, when he was on. Um, I mean, Denny hasn't been uh, to these climbs in. Pre-COVID, I mean that's, it? but it's all 100% our fault. Like he's taught us how to do this, so we can do it on uh, Zoom as well. So there's visual, so in. we can put it on YouTube. He, he, we did all that, and then we haven't done it. But, uh, but yes, we certainly need he to did get, all that. And, he did and all we that. Done taught, that. Taught, taught us how to do it. We've since forgotten and never did it. But yes, it's on us. We will get we will get Denny back. 2023. 
we've 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 pro- you by the way we haven't mentioned this you fulfilled my last two new year's resolutions which i which i failed at two years ago or a year ago you you don't know what i'm, I what I'm talking clue about what you're talking about christmas cards Oh yes, I did. Uh, I, I I crowdsourced it. I asked the kids to send me a photo of themselves and a and a template that took four photos, one of each of the kids, because we're never going to get them together in a picture. Mm-hmm. And um, and the, and and two of the kids did that. And then we just picked pictures of the other two kids, slapped them into the template that our oldest chose. And they uh, haven't arrived here yet. They're supposed to they arrive do, today, and then we're going to send them out. Send some out, yeah. We probably don't have any updated addresses for anybody, but that's okay. Rebecca, I'm just just I'm just going to uh, go out on a limb mm-hmm. and also say hello to to uh, Jerry's sisters because oh, she knows they'll Jerry's be listening. Well, well, no, I, I'm going to call them by name. Oh, she gave us their names. Well, uh, no, I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to uh, take a wild stab at it. Ready? Okay. Yes. I'm going to say hello. You can say hello too to Maureen. You want to say hello? Hello, Maureen. Christine. Christine. Sheila. Sheila. And Teresa. There's four sisters? There are four sisters. Wow. Well, I mean, five if you include Well, Jerry. yeah, of course. Hello, all sisters. Uh, thank you, Jerry Duty, for your viewer mail. Ralph uh, from Colorado writes, uh, greetings from Colorado, Steve and Rebecca. I'm a party bus driver who takes groups of people to concerts, sporting events, and other random happenings. I wonder, uh, you, I remember you mentioned uh, your Uber driver who liked uh, Catholic Oh yeah, the drunk boys. Catholic I don't know kids, if this has yeah. anything to do with that, but one of my customers, as she was heading into the hockey game, turned and asked me what I would be doing while waiting outside. I told her that I usually listen to podcasts. Oh, what are your favorites? I really enjoy Ball and Chain with Rebecca Lobo. She paused and put two and two together. Are you the Ralph that bought your wife a coffee grinder thinking it was a small food processor? <laughs> Come on. Yep, I said sheepishly. Anyway, I'm a celebrity because of you guys. Thanks, Ralph from Colorado. <laughs> That's hilarious. Are you the Ralph that bought your wife a coffee grinder thinking it was a small food processor? <laughs> That's unbelievable. It really is. How about the other day, or a couple podcasts ago, I mentioned how I had accidentally bought a bag of coffee that was not ground. Uh, one of our our friends who listens to the podcast texted me and said, you want to borrow my coffee grinder? Really? Yeah. Tell me that. Uh, Yeah, I know. I forgot to tell you that. I didn't take him up on the offer, but we still have the coffee, so I might. Ah, George, our monocle dealer, um, uh, writes on a subject's non-ocular, Rebecca. Uh, He's allowed. And and not gourd-related either. Would you like to hear it? Rebecca and Steve, last week you discussed the merits of bunk seating, such as a bunk couch or a bunk love seat. Although I couldn't find an example of a commercially available bunk couch, I did discover the Dormeyer V2 bunk bed couch transformer, photo attached, which comes pretty close. This beauty is shipped directly from Italy and retails for $4,995, if the price is right. Description below. Rebecca, this is incredible. It looks like a, um, I mean, I don't, uh, this is unbelievable. Okay. I mean, uh, it, 10 days until Christmas as we record this. bunk but bed couch transformer. The Dormeyer couch transforms into a bunk bed that can sleep two adults. Simply lift up the seat base and the whole system raises up. Lock it in place with a built-in ladder and open up the support guards and you are ready to sleep on the top or bottom bunk. It's like a pull-out, fold-out, uh, hide-a-bed couch, but a bunk bed. I mean, I'm going to show you this picture in a second. Uh, on another note, right, oh, George? Oh, so it's, it's a couch that instead of pulling out into a bed... 
pops up into a bunk bed. Hang on. Oh, wow. This is incredible. It's okay. So just picture a couch and it's as, as if the cushions to the seat of the couch are on a, uh, on a piece of wood so that all of that can raise up and then there's still a couch underneath it. That's incredible. I don't know. Would you feel safe sleeping on the bottom of that? Well, I mean, I, I, I think it would be. No, I mean, you might have nightmares about that thing folding back upon you. Because when it's down, it just looks like a normal sofa, and then when it springs up, the sofa parts on the top that you can sleep on, and then it's a bed below. Ah, that's incredible. But it's all you're all at the mercy of the person who's popping it up right like what's the worst that can go go bad if somebody doesn't pull a couch out right in terms of a sofa bed a lot could go wrong if you don't have the person who's I, 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 I popping can, this thing i up, can right? only picture uh bob denver and alan hale on this thing gilligan and the skipper so uh, on another note, writes George, I'm sure your listeners are looking forward to Steve's annual Christmas piano offering to end the year. Steve, should we have hope? Best Ooh. wishes for happy holiday season. I hadn't even thought of that, Rebecca. I've been playing a lot of piano. I've been playing lately. a lot of piano, but I've been playing, uh, I've been playing, I haven't really been playing Christmas songs. Uh, last year I played Christmas Time is Here, the Vince Guaraldi classic, and that's the Christmas song that uh, that I play when I play. But uh, I probably should. Uh, will we be doing another podcast this year? It's the 15th. Yeah, we'll do one next week, we'll, I think. I think we'll do one. Okay, next if week. we do one next week, I'll uh, I'll well, play a Christmas yeah. song, and then and then um, that's reason right there to do one. Well, I mean, I think George is is asking uh, so he can tune it out, but he <laughs> says uh, he says should we hold out hope? So if 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 the public demands held. it, and then, then then that's what we'll do. Uh, our friend Ken. Uh, it writes, hi, Rebecca and Steve. It's nearly Christmas, so I'm wondering if Steve will continue the tradition and play a piano Christmas song on Ball and Chain this year. I mean, look at this. Unbelievable. I, I, uh, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to prepare something. As you may recall, I started playing piano this year and just had my recital today with a bunch of pre-teenagers. I haven't done the recital, Rebecca, and Ken did. Wow. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Good for you, Ken. That's awesome. I wonder what you're playing. Let us know. Unfortunately, I think my family would agree that I'm not ready to do a duet with you this year, Steve. Oh, au contraire. But I hope you'll share some of your talent with the B and C viewers again this year. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to work something up, Rebecca. Without question. Uh, it may just be a snippet, but uh, what I've been playing, um, as you know, because it's probably driving you crazy, uh, is um, uh, the song. Laura, uh, and uh, I, I heard Sinatra singing. The Sinatra's version isn't a piano song, but it's in the Alfred piano book, and I played it about a year ago or so. And then I heard Sinatra singing, and I said, "Oh gosh, I really like that song. I got to go back to that, uh, work that up again." It's from a 1945 movie, Laura, super film noir kind of sound to it, um, and in uh, a kind of classic piano version, as my piano teacher uh, informed me yesterday, it was uh, Earl Garner. Um, it's anyway enough of that, but I can't really turn that into a Christmas song. So back to viewer mail. Thank you, thank you, Ken, um, and congrats on on your recital. Emily in Atlanta writes, uh, "Dear Rebecca and Steve, I'm writing for the, in for the first time after last week's episode about potential ways to get out of jury duty." And Rebecca, this email—I mean, I'd read a book uh, with this title, "How to Get Out of Jury Duty." Right. 
about potential ways to get out of jury duty, particularly if you're the only caregiver or driver available for your kids. I can attest this strategy worked for me about a year ago. Really not so much a strategy, Rebecca, as, as a simple statement of fact. I mean, if you're the only caregiver or driver for your kids, it's, uh, it makes it logistically very difficult. Sure. My husband was traveling for work. I was home with our four and two-year-old at the time and was also about 20 weeks pregnant with our third baby. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't think this is a, a, a strategy to get out of jury duty. This is, this is a reason not to be doing jury duty, wouldn't you, wouldn't you think? Yes. Uh, I ended up zooming into the juror selection process, and after about three hours on the Zoom call, I was allowed to present my case to the judge for dismissal. The potential of sitting in a closed room with Omicron raging while pregnant didn't get me dismissed, but being the only caregiver available for my kids did. Uh, pregnant with her third, with her third, in Atlanta. Ooh, you you're wondering, as am I. No, can't did, possibly. Did can't possibly be uh, deliver Dr. any Siegel, of those children. Uh, Anyway, I'm not a completionist, writes uh, Emily, but found your podcast about a year ago and now look forward to listening to it each week. I have been a basketball player and fan my whole life, but especially love hearing how you tackle the daily ups and downs and craziness of two working parents with multiple kids and all sorts of activities. I would love to have my girls meet you, Rebecca, if you're ever in Atlanta calling a college or professional game. So we'll be sure to keep my eye on the broadcast schedule. All the best to you and your family this holiday season. Emily in Atlanta. Thank you, Emily. Uh, Rebecca, probably not doing any college games this season, but maybe a dream game in the W season. Who knows? You don't have that schedule yet, right? Uh, I don't have my WNBA schedule yet. And yeah, no, I'm not in the Atlanta area for any college games. Women's Final Four is in Dallas this year? Dallas this year, yeah. Um, Andrew. Andrew, right? Andrew, this is Andy in, in Connecticut, right? So, um, in Durham, by the way. He's been to the Durham Fair. I would think so. I mean, he's he's there. He's He must have been. I've been to the Durham Fair, haven't I? No. No, okay. But I've been to Durham. Yes. Dear Stephen Rebecca, long-time listener and multi-viewer mailer. I started listening in 2018 and wrote my first of many viewer mails in February of that year. I already knew of you from your respective accomplishments. Steve at SI and Rebecca at UConn in the WNBA. At the risk of sounding like I'm going to confession, my last V-mail post was close to 11 months ago. Uh, I'll admit to falling behind on my podcast listening, but I am now caught up. I hope Steve has no after effects from his recent bout with, bout with COVID-19. It's important to remember that everyone has been so fortunate in that regard. Uh, true. Uh, I tested negative after, uh, 13 days and, uh, while. and still have a little bit of a, uh, kind of a wheezing cough, but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I feel very fortunate, um, Several episodes ago, writes um, Andy, Myra wrote in to ask about acknowledgments or waves in passing by fellow bicyclers. Both runners and bikers commonly raise a hand or something similar in passing. I can tell you doing so, for me anyway, is entirely limited by how far along in my ride or run I happen to be. Sometimes all that can be mustered as a quick nod, if anything. If someone gets a cheery wave or even a spoken hello, it's because I'm only 15 minutes in. <laughs> Motorcyclists have a, like a hand signal, right? I don't know. So I always see that on the uh, when I'm driving. But he's talking about cycling, correct? And and running, yes. Yeah, well, because I mean, you're on a motorcycle. I would imagine I've never ridden one, but that you're you're not your level of fatigue isn't increasing. No, no, no. no. I'm not. This it was a total non sequitur. Okay. 
Another recent mail item referred to WNEW, WNEW, the iconic album-oriented rock station in NYC. I also remember the AM version of WNEW, which I started listening. You can't say WNEW without sounding like uh, like you're on WNEW, Rebecca. That's true. Which I started listening to during my college years in the late 70s, early 80s. At that time, their format was probably regarded as quaint with a much older demographic following, but I actually enjoy listening to radio personality William B. Williams, Big Band Sounds, and Sinatra. William B. Williams. William B. Williams. Big Band Sounds and Sinatra. I mean, that's, that's uh, Andy. Uh, please, don't, no apologies. Um, there's nothing better than that. I mean, I just mentioned playing a 1945 uh, song on piano. Sinatra, I mean, what's better? It seems I have a couple things in common with your podcast. Cleanup hitter, the notable DGS. In the last year, I too have been bitten by the Formula One bug, brought about by my son encouraging me to watch the Netflix series Drive to Survive. It's it, Rebecca, it has to be one of the most successful uh, advertisements for, for a, a sport or anything else. It has brought, I think, millions of fans to Formula One. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a really smart thing for for them to do it's a fascinating sport writes andy and i'm so in so deep that i watch the practice and qualifying sessions in addition to the race the latest news is the departure of team principal toto wolf from his position with the mercedes team which will no doubt add to the drama next season like dgs i am also familiar with the atlanta braves but as a longtime mets fan that comes from a vastly different perspective that comes from andy in connecticut andy thank you so much um and before we get to Dr. Siegel, Andy did did offer uh, condolences at the end of his email about um, our friend and my work colleague, Grant Wall, who passed away at the World Cup while covering the World Cup um, last week. Um, our hearts are broken, and uh, I don't want to say much more here in this kind of lighthearted podcast context other than he was uh, he was a brilliant journalist, uh, a good friend, a uh, an adoring husband to his wife, Celine, and um, we, you and I, uh, are heartbroken. And and um, we've talked about this a lot in the last week. But we uh, let's just say we'll we'll uh, miss Grant very dearly, and and his um, his great work uh, endures. Uh, finally, let's get to Dr. Gary Siegel. Dr. Siegel writes, Dear Rebecca and Steve, thanks again for a delightful podcast last week, which normally would be among the highlights of my week. However, the days after the podcast was recorded were a roller coaster of emotion in the wide world of sports. Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition creator Jules Campbell passed away. Uh, and then a day later, there was elation as Brittany Griner was released. Tragically, two days later, the brilliant and too young Grant Wall passed away, hopefully doing what uh, that which he loved. I can, I can assure you that um, Grant loved 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 uh traveling the world covering soccer uh particularly the world cup he and i covered the world cup together in 1998 in france and um he was probably 25 years old at the time and uh wanted nothing more than to uh travel the world tell stories uh and and cover soccer he did it brilliantly for for the next 25 years and um and he absolutely was doing what he loved 
There were also other, uh, uh, other Americans held hostage in other countries, writes Dr. Siegel and the U.S. Special Envoy Roger Karsten continues to work for their release, even as he heaped high praise on Brittany for her friendliness to every single person on the airplane bringing her home. Um, Rebecca, we didn't even get to Brittany Griner this week, um, but um, ugh, what a what a relief that was. Yeah, inc- incredible relief, and all in the women's basketball community in particular, but I think the basketball community in general overjoyed to have her back uh, safely. And uh, I give, I don't, as Lisa, as the as we record this, she has not personally made a statement for her her agent has made a statement and her wife Sherelle spoke uh, the day that she was being released and both have um, talked about how they are going to continue to do everything that they can to help others who are wrongfully detained. Um, what they can do is is continue to make uh, Americans aware of that, uh, whether it's Paul Whelan or whoever else. Um, and they're they're making a strong commitment to that because I know there was some criticism of you know why Brittany Griner a basketball player why is she the one that that's released um, and but I, I give I give I give them credit for not only sharing their excitement that Brittany is back but also saying we are going to continue this fight on the behalf on behalf of others. Uh, thank you, Andy and Dr. Siegel, by the way, for for. Um mentioning Grant, I hadn't intended to talk about him uh, on this podcast because it's such a silly uh, uh, context. We try to keep everything here completely unserious, but um, but uh, I, we really do appreciate you um, your, uh, remembering him. Uh, now let's get to, doc- speaking of silliness, let's get to uh, Dr. Siegel's uh, seven bullet points this week, Rebecca. Not bullet points, they're enumerated. Well, because he knows that's how we like it. We do. And indented as well. I'm glad that Steve's case, one, I'm glad that Steve's case of COVID was a mild one, and we're all glad that you're hopefully back to full speed. I, I, I am full speed, but um, full speed is not what it what it once was. Two, the airplane stories about upgrades and families being seated apart made me wonder one thing. Rebecca, when you were sitting in first class next to a mother of three, did you think of offering your seat to the husband and going back into coach to look after their children? <laughs> no. I think I mentioned not, this to you. Did not I not, Rebecca? I don't know if you mentioned it or not, but no, I did not. Did not. If you had been on Southwest on that flight. And you know what? Because th- they may have taken me up on it. <laughs> may have. Right. Three, kudos to the Russian child who spotted the photo of my family on your refrigerator and spoke up. Thanks again for featuring it on your uh, refrigerator. We, we should feature a different family on our fridge each week, Rebecca. Just see who notices. Well, now that we're getting Christmas cards are starting to roll in, we, can, uh, we, we, we could do that. Four, I like it when the kids go through the cards and always say, like, who are these people? Or how do you know them? Right. Four, the baby report over two work weekends is a bit slow. Two girls and all are doing well. Both are doing well, all, I guess, being uh, uh, mothers and, and right. daughters. Right. Five, I'm hesitant to admit to this family podcast that I've been enjoying the streaming series Ozark as it contains all of the things that are not a part of this podcast. However, it's a darn good show so far for the adult viewers, as long as they don't mind a bit of violence and don't have tender ears. You know, I've not seen a minute of Ozark, but uh, I know my brother Tom of Tom, Dick, and Harry, I think, has uh, watched and enjoyed all of it. Yeah, I'm a person who minds a bit of violence, so... And and who has tender ears? 
Oh, that reminds me. I don't think I mentioned this. When I was on one of my flights in the last couple of weeks cross country, um, it was a plane that had um, TVs on you know the seat back. And uh, there was a woman, I would say, at least in her mid to late 70s, if not older. And when I looked up, what was she watching for the entire flight? But The Sopranos. I just thought that was interesting. Well, of course, why wouldn't an older person one of the classic like series to watch Sopranos some people, with in all its violent glory? Some people um, say the the greatest television series yeah, in history. But I don't know. For some reason, that struck me. It was it was a great series, but I, I uh, there were some of the I, yeah, I'm not one for screen violence is not my yeah any violence of any kind. I'm 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 not in it. Six, going back many podcasts, we covered the free little libraries that have popped up in many places. A gentleman in Midtown Atlanta has labored intensively to make two little libraries, both of which were intricately modeled after classic theaters in our town. The Plaza Theater was one of the places where I went to movies as a child, along with the famous Fox Theater, which now Atlanta's main venue, which is now Atlanta's main venue for Broadway shows and the like. Although it was a huge movie theater in my youth, though the famous Fox Theater, I'm, I've, I've been there. Please see the attached pictures from Sunday's Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And here are a couple of uh, great little free libraries, Rebecca. Model on those theaters. They look awesome. Wow. Really well done. Um, we still have a, a pile of books to put in the little free library that we're going to build, when we were dropping, ideally from a kit, and then stick in the yard. Yeah. In, our in our town, we were dropping our daughter off or picking her up from a, a friend. Um, and someone on the friend's street has one in their in their front yard, and it looks terrific. We absolutely yeah. need to get that well, built. We're, we're going to do that. We're going to have to wait till spring now because we won't be able to drive it into the yeah, true. frozen tundra. Lastly, writes Dr. Siegel, this is number seven. I ask, what other podcast can be so right and so wrong as to discuss Gilligan's Island and the sleeping situation of the skipper and his little buddy? I dare say that there is not another podcast out there like this one. All the best, Gary, with two R's. Dr. Siegel, once again, you've uh, delivered, as you always do. He, that's what he does. He delivers. He delivers metaphorically and literally. Rebecca, I guess we're going to have to do a podcast one more uh, this year so I can play a Christmas song. Yeah, without question. And uh, that's it. I've got nothing else. Thanks to everybody for listening. And um, thank you, Denny. Tom Dick Hari. Play us out. Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in this cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and vigorous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.